How you doing, everybody? The Jet Comic Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Coppick. Jeff Vegas. This is unscripted and in your face. On behalf of uh, American Taxi, I can't hear a thing. Never mind. Premier. Oh, f*** you. No, start over. Start over. Okay, never mind. All right. Three, two, one, go. On behalf of American Taxi, who's going to pick up your date Wednesday night for the Hawks game, Hob Chet Cowboy. Will you bigger. quit talking about dates? I got a blonde out in Orland Park I'm banging right now. I got Lakeisha I'm banging. And I don't even know who the broad is up there into the game on Wednesday. <laughs> You better be careful, pal. This is unscripted in your face. Chet Kopic of the Pinker. Chet's playing a little hurt today. He's got uh, laryngitis, bronchitis. All right, here we go. Here we go. Three, three, two, and one. Let the record show yes. that the star of this show is playing under physical duress. Now, logically, we'd open up by talking about baseball, but that's what everybody else does. So, welcome to uh, Unscripted and In Your Face, brought to you by the marvelous people at American Taxi Chicago's premier suburban taxi service. And you're going to send out, uh, speaking of American Taxi, this date you're taking to the Hawking Wednesday night, you're sending out American Taxi to pick her up. Absolutely. She said, he's sending me out a car. I said, it's no less American Taxi. Now, I just want our public to know that, see, I'm How the hell would you know that? Here's what ended up happening. This gal Facebooked me, and she said that she's got she's a P she's in the PR business, and she has a uh, client that she wanted to try to get on my Living Large show on WIND on Sundays at five. And he's some kind of cigar smoking actor kind of guy, Paolo Italian, you know, stallion kind of guy. Sounds like real fun. <laughs> well, so you know, I, I boy, we're rolling now. <laughs> unlike you, I get back to everybody, and I am, am very humble, and I appreciate it because you never know where it can lead you. In conversation, she said, "I'm going out with Chet Kopic on Wednesday night to the Hawk game." Hmm. Yes, and he's sending out a car, and I said, yes, "Probably." And Ameri- uh, for the record, uh, I would like to uh, have the audience know she is a client. And this is uh, very, very much uh, yeah, she's a uh, pedestrian. There is yes. nothing uh, red hot and yeah, uh, yeah. stormy about this. Now, yeah. Pinker, Pinker, yes. I, I strongly advise all of our readers yeah. to get a copy of Vanity Fair. Why? Are you in it? Well, because Vanity Fair, number one, has got the hippest articles of any magazine in the world. Michael Douglas is on the cover uh, with his reprise of Gordon Gecko. But there is an article about David Letterman. Yes. Now, check this out. All right. The headline is Trouble at 11.35 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading from the piece, which is very, very well done. Letterman is, by his own admission, one of the most unhappy, insecure, guilt-ridden, self-loathing, self-pitying people on the planet. All of this informs his choices, especially when it comes to women. Quote, he favors unadorned women, and at the same time women who are at the uh, reach of his demonically low self-esteem, says one veteran Letterman observer. Sounds like a real happy guy. <laughs> you know, I know money can't bring happiness, but isn't it great to be David Letterman, smokes cigars, does his show, successful for the past 30 years? I have a 108-acre estate in... Uh, right. Uh, in uh, Montana? In, uh, no, in, he's got up in uh, Westchester County. I, I, I know I know all of us, we value success. He's got by, about four homes. By money, but I'm, look at the guy's, the guy's rocking, with, and he's in his 60s now, so self-loathing, insecure, miserable human Yeah, being. but if you stop what, and think about it, it? The, uh, the, the baby whose name was Burkett, the one who uh, was, who caused the, uh, the landfill with that guy who tried to uh, 
uh, tried to con Letterman out, yeah. out of a couple of million bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not the kind of chick that you're gonna uh, you're gonna hang around till last call. But he trying did. to uh, trying to bed down someone like someone that you would hang around with. Um, no, my standards aren't that high, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but here's an interesting tidbit that shows you how much I've been around during my long and reasonably checkered career. When I went to work Ch- in Indianapolis, Ch- checkered career. September nine, nineteen seventy-four. The following day, Channel Eight, in an effort to uh, you know publicize me, make me part of the community, had me go on a series of radio shows. The first one I went on, who was the host? David. Letterman. Nice, Chet. So now we're living memories from 35 years ago, 36 years ago, 35 and a half years ago. Well, listen, I'd, uh, I relive memories from your show at Club Amore last night, but I haven't gotten over the regurgitation yet. It's like it's a bad basement, isn't it? Club Amore! <laughs> hey, she pays. 8166 Grand Avenue. You know, speaking of us getting, a, get, you getting a little press, you know, you know I know you read the, the message boards. It's all over the place. I thought this was the greatest line when one, one on these message boards let's give our friend Lars a little a little plug chicagolandradiomedia.com he puts our podcast up there and um some of the something was about Stephen Johnny over, you know, overnight that they're you know dead no one told him all that stuff but <laughs> and then and then it was some guys some were bringing you and I up that we should do it and one guy was and I said no the pinker is not doing overnights and and they said Chet needs to be chetting all during the day. Oh yeah, yeah. Chet, Chet, Chet could never do uh, overnights. Overnights because the daytime hours are reserved for Chet being Chet, right? And playing the role of Chet. But one guy did say <laughs> seven to ten or nine to midnight. It would be great. But then another guy said, which I thought was most interesting, said WGN that I, of course, call the World Geritol Nation would never hire two quote radio personalities. And that's a real good point, I thought. They have one guy or one guy in a sidekick. I mean, I don't Well, you know, WGM really disappoints me because there was a time when WGM was the very essence of American talk radio. You know, you got Wally Phillips, you got Brickhouse, you got just this incredible stable Roy Leonard, of talent. Roy uh, Leonard, I right, mean, right, Vince great. Lloyd, Lou Boudreaux, I can go on hey, and good on. good kid, what's going on around? You know, um, no, and I'll tell you... What, WGN now is, I, I'm sorry, it's... Uh, it's fear and loathing in Las Vegas. But you know what, though? Even though I think their goal is to try to make it as bad as they can and see if they can still bill 40 mil, because they still bill the money. Now, let me say this about uh, WGN, too. I left you this message the other day, and I thought maybe you didn't hear it, but I, there is a way for us to Chances get on. Chances are I probably didn't. No, there is a good <laughs> chance for us to get on. You know, they hire convicts. So here's what I said to you. I said what I said you should do. I said you should. I'll knock off a filling station. You knock over a filling station. I'll get a DUI. We'll bring it to pig virus vomit, and then we'll have a record, and we'll get on. That's what they do. They hire people with records. All right, uh, moving right along. Uh, I have a couple of sports items I'd like to uh, bring to the table. Oh, today? Number one right now. uh, Duke? Would you bet Tiger at, would you bet Tiger at two to one to win the Masters? And if so, you gotta be nuts. No, I would take, I would anything, any odds against him. Here's what I want to ask you. I've been thinking about this all last night after your great performance at Club Amore. Over under one thirty one. You take the high. You take over under on tonight's game with Duke and West Virginia. I mean, uh, I'll tell you what. This is very unusual because I normally, if I if I'm going to bet the favorite, I'd normally go with the over. I'm going to bet the under. You see my eyes. I, I, I'm going to bet the under. I'm going to bet. I think it's. It. I, I think it's a one hundred and twenty point ball game. I you really do. do. Yeah. You don't think Duke will pick up uh, like seventy, seventy five points, fifty five? Well, it, it, these bookies it, it, are smart. It, it, <laughs> no, they really are. They don't build the Bellagio because people are you know intelligent. Yeah, exactly. They build the Bellagio because people you, are as stupid as you. You're going to take the under. 
Interesting. I'm gonna, I, I, I bet Duke, I, I bet the chalk, I laid the seven points. Don't really feel comfortable about it. Kind of game really with that number you, you lay off, but I, frankly, I gotta be, I gotta tell you the truth. If I didn't have action on this game, I don't think I'd want to watch it. Well, I'll tell you what, I think the lull... I'd rather watch uh, WWE uh, Raw. I think the lull is for, to, for people to, to bet the under. I really, I think, ah, come on, uh, Duke, uh, Butler, I'm going to bet the over. See, I am just for kicks. I'm going to bet the over. I know every, you know, everyone thinks, ah, 131, that's a lot of points. Butler, Duke, I think Duke is going to just kick the living crap out of them. I think they're going to get 75 points. I think Butler will get maybe 60 points, 135. That's where I'm going with. I'm, I'm right, just, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm betting the over. I'll, I'll, I'll take Butler plus 14 right now. Oh, and I'll bet my daughter, my son, and my two foreclosures in Florida. <laughs> 14. It, the, the line is 7. Well, the the line is going to go up by, by, by game time, I guarantee you. Also, Pinker, how long will it take of the Cubs if our beloved, venerable Northside franchise, if they dare to open up 1-4 and four or 2-5 and five or 3-7, and seven, how long will it take before the dunderheads in sports media in this town begin talking about the following? Well, Lou has lost the ball club, or, or my favorite, Lou just doesn't have the energy for this anymore. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to sign. I think they're going to re-sign Lou for another year or two. Hendry's a sign until two thousand, I think twelve. Well, I, I don't think Pinnell is on the spot as much as Hendry's on the spot. Okay, well, I because think... this is really Hendry's ball club. Well, it remains. And to be I don't seen. think I don't think Ricketts is married to uh, Hendry, even though he has publicly stated that Pinnell's future is in the hands of Hendry. I don't buy that for a minute. You think he's in the hands of? I think he's in the hands of Ricketts. Okay. Well, or, or your, other, your other good friend, Crane Kenny. Who, who would oh, he's, a, a, he's a lovely man. Who would name a guy Crane? Well, it's, it's got to be no, some, just think about it's got to right? be some, some wealthy Kenil- Republican well, yeah. from Kenilworth right. or Winnetka. Hi. Honey, let's name. Then again, who would name a kid Chester? I mean, what the hell were my parents thinking about? I know they're in New Orleans. I know my old man had to be loaded. But my mother has no excuse. Unless she was taking you know, but your mother Canadian Club intravenously. Your mother, Chester, you're right. That's that's a that's a goofy kind of it's name. It's really a, it's it's a bad name to have. I mean, I've been what's your I've middle, been saddled you, with that name all my life. Why don't you change it like every other style? Well, when, ironically, when I got down to Indianapolis in 1974, I wanted to change my name. Steve Kopic. No. Dave Kopic. Aristotle Lipschitz. No, come on. <laughs> what, what, what's your middle name? My middle name is William. Bill Coppock. You know what I wanted to go with? Seriously, that's a good one. You're going to die. You want to Please. You know what I wanted to go with? What? Jeff Williams. Why Jeff Williams? I just thought it had. It sounded like a sportscaster. Hi, J- hey everybody, Jeff. Hey Williams. Jeff, Jeff Williams, Williams here. With, no. Jeff Williams here. We're talking. Uh, we're talking the Kentucky Derby. We're talking the Super Bowl. Yeah, but think about that's kind of like uh, vanilla-ish. Chet Coppock puts you out in a you know out and about. Well, that's what the news director Lee Giles, who was a See, brilliant man, the Pinker who knows. by the way once hired a broad named Jane Pauley, who had no video experience at all, no TV experience at all. She was a speechwriter for for Birch Pie. Mm-hmm. He hired her without even a tryout because he could sense that she would be telegenic, that so, she would work. So I know you're not feeling well put today, but can I ask you just a personal question? Yes. Jane Pauley, David Letterman, um, what what happened to you? What happened? <laughs> no, I mean, what happened, my poor? What happened, my friend? I mean, what happened to you? I mean, you did great. I mean, what happened? I mean, all these people, you were just so far in front like like Secretariat. That could have been your name, Secretary well, you, of Well, you, you, first hey, of all, you, you have to understand something. Yeah, good. That Paulie was a very unique talent. So are you, though. Letterman was a very unique talent. Who? Letterman. Right. 
Extraordinary. You're, you're not, you're not unique. I mean, as you mentioned earlier before we hopped on board and began this crap. Yeah. You know, Letterman was signed to NBC before they even gave him a, they even gave him a show. That's true. That's how valuable they saw him as a, mm-hmm. as an asset to the company. No, I'm, you know, hey, I've, I'm just asking. I've, I've, I've actually turned down over the years, had to turn down some jobs that people would say are better than the jobs I've had. Such as? Well, you ever heard of George Michaels in the uh, sports machine? Sure. Okay, it's 1979. Okay. I'm sportscasting in Indianapolis. I get a call from my agent. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a speech in uh, Kokomo, Indiana, in front of uh, uh, a ladies' chamber of commerce. Yeah, the alcohol, hey, don't the Alcoholics don't Anonymous. Lie. It was a $300 deal, which in those days was big, big deal. Okay. And uh, my agent calls up and says, whatever you're doing, don't start drinking. And I said, why? I said, I got this whole stable of Phillies here. He said, because stable w- of Phillies? WRC is flying in tomorrow. They want to look at you. Uh-huh. They're, they, they have an opening in D.C., and they, they think you're their guy. So the next night they fly in. Mm-hmm. I put on the show shows. We go out for dinner afterwards at St. Elmo's, the greatest steakhouse in America, in Indianapolis. They fly me into Washington, D.C., put us at the Watergate, champagne arrival, you know, we go to Georgetown for lunch. We go to Bethesda and look at homes. We have dinner that night at the Palms. Later on that night, John Warbeck, the guy who wanted to hire me, said, I have an idea which I think I can float by the uh, the O&Os and maybe even get the uh, the affiliates to buy into. How would you like to do the Chet Kopic sports machine? And your genius wisdom said, what are you out of your mind? No, my genius wisdom said, I would love to. Oh, Signed, yeah. sealed, and delivered. When do I start? So what happened? I go back to Indianapolis. They wouldn't let me out of my contract. Oh. That's that's the real killer. The other killer was getting fired at Channel 5. Yeah. Which was totally unjust. Because George Michael was a disc jockey. And, just, and George became a great friend. That's the irony of it. And George, he just passed away recently, within the last couple mm-hmm. of months. He he was a disc jockey. Unlike us, where we pass away every Monday. It's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing you said in 30 days. You know, well, don't expect don't expect a reprise for another thirty days. Well, you know, I and the good thing is it's a podcast because I have to tell you, would you do yourself a favor? Just do yourself a favor. I'm just telling you as a friend, yeah, because I like you. When you do the broadcast on Friday, make sure you get a little makeup on. You need a little makeup. Oh, you know what? You need just a little bit, a little little tab, because I can tell I, you didn't I, have I've any. I thought about that. I thought about that. Just you, take you know, it from mind your, you, mind you, I was playing hurt last Friday. Take it from your friend. I'm trying to help you. Hey, here. by the way, is Jan Jeffcoat? Is she a cute babe or what? Well, yeah, you pitched her right there. She didn't know what to say. She didn't know what to say. You pitch every single broad you meet. She seems like the nicest young lady. She is. And she's like 31 years old, something like that. And you have I know she's in my demo 25. Hey, by the way, my daughter, to my, 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 my daughter is going through a brand new phase. Well, another new One thing I like about Lindsay is Lindsay goes through perpetual phases. Yes. Vegetarianism. Yes. This, that, here and there. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, you raised we're out yesterday. Poor kid. We're out yesterday. <laughs> Don't blame me. Poor kid. Put the blame on me poor, for all this crap. Poor kid. We're out yesterday. Yes. It's, for, for uh, Easter. It's Easter. My my ex-wife is there. We're actually cordial to each other. Tyler, my son, Lindsay's there. Mm-hmm. And I find out that Lindsay is now an agnostic. And I said, that's all right, Lindsay. I said, in about another month, you'll be a socialist. Mm-hmm. Another couple of months, you'll be you'll be a communist. Mm-hmm. Then uh, eventually, you'll join the Peace Corps. Well, we need help on our team. We need a few more Jews in the world. Maybe she'll come over to our side. She'd be great. Have her talk to me. We'll, you know, we'll dunk her in the bathtub a couple of times, and we'll throw a mezuzah on her. I thought, only, uh, I thought only Gentiles did that. No, no, no. Down in the south. Oh, no, it's called a mikvah. It's a, it's a whole different deal. We have a whole, whole different science. Well, the, the, the famous politician, Abner Mikvah. Yeah. Was he named after mikvahs? What? <laughs> <laughs> 
Raptor Anders. <laughs> I don't know. That's an excellent point. I'll have to look into that, as I would say. All right, uh, Pinker, um, it's time for that moment that everybody uh, yeah. just uh, reviles. Yeah, the last podcast, he, gives, he asked the Pinker, and he answered it himself. So you go ahead, ask me, I'll sit still, and you answer it. Go Today, uh, we uh, we visit uh, Ask Amy in the Chicago Tribune, and once again, Another uh, good-looking dog. Amy, Amy looks uh, like a two like a two on a scale of 15. If this is the best they could do for a picture, she's really got to be ugly. You know, her... Her hairstyle uh, looks like looks like, looks like she's just locked in World War II. All right, here we go. Uh, dear Amy, dear Dr. Pinker, yeah. every summer I teach an art class for some of my daughter's friends. <laughs> this sounds like bogus. This gets me. published. It, yeah. It's small, informal, <laughs> casual, and uh, fun. Yeah, sounds, <laughs> Boy, like a, sounds like a great time. This year, I know that one of their friends, Cheryl, will want to join. Oh, my ex- we my, all like my Cheryl. Name, Cheryl. We all like great. Cheryl in small doses. Ah, she's rambunctious, doesn't listen, and isn't good in a structured setting. My daughters don't want her in the class, and I'm a bit worried about how she would change the tone of our sessions. The problem is that her mom and I are good friends, and don't <sighs> I don't know how to tell her this. It hasn't come up yet, but I know it will soon. Have you got any advice? <laughs> Signed, and this is no kidding. Signed, Grandma Moses. <laughs> what are these? Well, since, where do these fucking people come since from? Since you're Grandpa Moses, I defer the answer to you. <laughs> what kind of a stupid thing is that to read? And we're going to do a four-hour show five nights a now, week. Now, what I yeah. suggest yeah. is this: yes, go out and get some animal tranquilizers and just. <laughs> I mean, shoot, shoot up Cheryl before every session ooh, and put her in the corner. You're right. It says Grandma Moses in the in the Monday Chicago Sun-Times. No wonder why they're going out of business. Hey, you can contact Amy. Oh, it's a Tribune. Ask, uh, a- a- ask Amy. At, Wouldn't uh, you love to have Amy on this show? Why don't Amy? Who Wouldn't you, that be hysterical? A- Amy Jacobson? I'd love to have Amy Jacobson, but I'd love to have Ask Amy on this show. So why don't we? Ask Amy at Tribune.com. Okay. Whew. All right. Hi, right, Pinker. Your job is to, is to email Ask Amy. And you know, tell her, tell her what we're doing. I will too. And we'd like to have her on as a guest. I will. That's a. Re- I will do it. <laughs> can we do that, Dan? I mean, do we have to we sp- Skype her in or something? Dear Amy, <laughs> my daughter is now an agnostic. <laughs> I feel hopelessly guilty over the past she has chosen. What should I do? Did Sign you, Grandpa Moses. Did you ask her why she's going down this path, or you just kind of just let it? Because uh, Lindsay just goes in in trends and phases, uh-huh. and right. you know. Uh, I mean, Tyler hasn't changed a lick. By the way, I went into Tyler's apartment. Yes. Tyler just turned 21. He lives with a couple of guys who are really, you know, fun guys. Mm-hmm, like but you. I, but I'm telling you, Pinker. Yeah. I walked in the other day, and the joint's over in Lakeview. Mm-hmm. And I have the over-under on empty beer bottles yeah. in their living room at 220. Oh, great. I'm proud of them. You should see my car. I, I, I just mean, got a detail. They had like 150 water I mean, bottles in there. We, we, we had to pick up uh, Tyler yesterday for the uh, for the... For the brunch, yeah. When, when we got there, he was still in bed. Nice, you know. He's my kind of guy. Gets up, throws himself in the shower. That's all. And I, I you know, he works at P.F. Chang's and does a marvelous job as a maitre d'. Right. I just don't know how the hell he gets there. It's not. You don't have to worry about it. Maybe, but he's having a blast. I mean, he's living the life right okay, now. Maybe he's got a broad, just like that father, just like son. I just hope he doesn't go down the same path as you. All right, all right, all right. I know you're not. Oh, uh, you right. know we apologize. For we what? really do. For what? What do we apologize? We for? we we apologize because once again I think we've we've disrupted people's normal flow of activity. That's what we're supposed to do. We've uh, 
That's what we're supposed to do. But I mean, you know, we what we bring to the table is this. Oh, stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> so people can definitely reach up after listening to this. And don't forget, for fine dining, dining that's going to be unmatched anywhere in the Chicagoland area, mm-hmm. make it a point to enjoy the cheeseburgers at Club Amore. <laughs> cheeseburgers cl- better than your uh, Red Lobster. Hey, you know, you got you got a you got a major Woody for Red Lobster. What the hell's wrong with Red Lobster? I have a major Woody. You Facebooked about you and two hot fillies went to Red Lobster, and now you're trying to back out that it was terrible. It was great. You said it was great. You liked it. Be honest. Well, it's you like it's like, our, it's like our buddy John Marks. Yeah, Value City, really, really, Value got, really City, got and 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 Red Target. Lobster. I'll tell you, you're rocking. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all the high end joints. Yeah, your brand, Sam's Club. Your branding is really taking a hit. <laughs> what what branding? What all right, uh, gang. That uh, that closes this edition of uh, Undisputed, Undefeated, Unscripted, and uh, completely uncalled for. We'll join you in about uh, four or five days. That's assuming Levy gets off his fat freaking ass and gets these damn things. Up. He did last week. He was awesome. I, I know. Dan let's was, give him credit. Last Monday night, we give he, credit where credit is due. He got him right to us. Don't let him crap all over you. It's his birthday this week. we got to be nice to him. Really? He's going to be 30. Dan, how old are you going to be? 30. 30. 30 years old? Awesome. When is the actual day? Friday. Oh, Friday. Okay. All right, good. Well, why the hell do you care about when the actual day is? Because that's how You'll old? see it on Facebook. You're, you send out more birthday wishing, wishes than an alderman, for God's sake. Mayor was your exact term yesterday. <laughs> At least I'm a nice guy. Happy birthday, Ed Curran. Happy birthday, uh, you know. You're going to get one April 30th, Mr. Double. I better get more than that. I better give more than that. What do you want? What do you want? What do I, I want? And what, what do you want? I want a brand new bathing suit. <laughs> One that's going to make my ass look smaller than Mount Rushmore. Will you wear it, and then we could click and, and and put it all over the place? Sure. It's great viral. That would for sure be viral. It'll be a virus, not viral. <laughs> It'll knock on our. All right, gang. Once again, once again, we apologize uh, wholeheartedly. Make it a point to join us in about three or four days for another of these. Uh, uh, amazingly strong programs known as Unscripted and In Your Face. The following has been uh, uh, recommended by the Surgeons General if you are suffering from depression. So long, everybody.